Welcome to another episode of the DBR Spotlight Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Evan, and here at Compass Bible Church, we exist to make disciples of Jesus Christ by reaching people for Christ, teaching people to be like Christ, teaching people to serve Christ. And everything that we do here at Compass, including this podcast, is to fulfill that mission to reach, teach, and train. Well, Compass, here we are in the Gospel of John. We are in John chapter 11 through 13. Next episode, we'll cover John chapter 14 verse through chapter 17. But we are in the middle of John chapter 11 in this episode, where we are going to see one of the greatest works of, Uji, of, of, of Christ outside of the cross and resurrection, of course. It's one of the identifiers of who Jesus says he is. We had Jesus saying he's the bread of life, saying that he's the light of the world. He is the door, the good shepherd. And now he's saying the resurrection of the life in chapter 11. But in terms of works to prove what he's saying is that he is drinking water and wine, healing the nobleman's son, healing the lame man, feeding the 5,000, walking on water, and healing the man born blind. And now this, which say is that this is the seventh most important work to show that he is the resurrection and raising his friend Lazarus from the dead. So let's get our Bibles out, Compass, and let's go through John chapter 11 through 13. Now we begin the chapter introducing who Lazarus is. He's a brother of Mary and Martha. He, they're close friends of Jesus. And he gets sick and ill. And Jesus, we see in this account, delays him coming, even though he could heal him easily. But you're going to see this now over and over in the Gospel of John. Look at verse 4. It is for the glory of God that the Son of God may be glorified through it. So you're going to see this over and over. That I'm doing this to glorify God. I'm doing this so that God the Father can exalt the Son as well. And so he stayed a couple days longer, working all things together for his good not necessarily are what we think is good, but for his good. And so Lazarus dies. And this is, a, a, this, is, this is tragic. This is awful. This is the consequences of sin. But Jesus shows us why. Uh, in verse 14 of chapter 11, he told them plainly, Lazarus has died. And for your sake, I am glad that I was not there, so that you may believe. This is Jesus' words. I'm glad that Lazarus died. So that you can see what I'm about to do here, so that you may believe in who I am. And if you believe in who I am, Jesus, we have eternal life. And so Jesus came. Lazarus has been dead for four days, so his body started to decompose and starting to, to stink. And just to make sure that Lazarus, this isn't so trickery, this isn't some hocus pocus, no, this is the real deal. So Martha, we talked about Martha first. She comes and meets with Jesus, and here in her light, you know, she comes and grieves and says, Jesus, if you were there, you would have died, but I still believe in you. I know that God will he'll rise from the dead again. So this is what Jesus says in verse 25, the next I am statement, number, uh, number five. Says, I am the resurrection of life. Martha's talking about the resurrection that God will give to her brother. Jesus saying, I am that resurrection. And whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. Everyone who lives in me, believes in me, shall never die. 
And he asked her this pointed question, do you believe this? And she says, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God who's coming into the world. I read this passage to, to someone recently. They are experiencing the, the pain of losing someone. And it was a joy to be able to see how they were so encouraged as by Jesus' words as Martha was right here. Now, Martha is not going to see the full picture just yet, and we'll read that in just a moment. But this is a great passage for, for this person to feel the comfort of Christ, knowing that their loved one who's a Christian, they will see them again. Why? Because Jesus is the resurrection. He is the resurrection that through him we have life. So after he talks with Martha, he talks with Mary. And uh, Mary comes out and uh, he, this is interesting. In verses 30 to 37, this is where we see Jesus wept. Verse 35, the shortest verse in the Bible. Best memory verse, Jesus wept. He's weeping because of the consequences of sin. But look up to verse 33. He saw Mary's weeping, but particularly the Jews who came out. They had like perfect, they had professional people, professional grievers who would come to your home and wail to show the pain and anguish you're going through. And it says in the ESV, deeply moved in the spirit and greatly troubled. That word greatly troubled, think about, this is actually what it means. Jesus was angry. Was, he's angry probably at the response of these people here, especially these whalers, making making light of, of this necessary. He's angry at the consequences of sin and angry at the lack of hope. And he weeps. So they say, like, then they even take note in verse 36, the, the Jews said, see how much they loved him. But this here in chapter 11 right here is critical. This is the, one of the most critical. This is one of the crux miracles of Jesus. So soon uh, in verses 38 to, to 44, we see Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead. But how does, he, how does he do it? By With his word, by saying, by commanding. And he tells us why. He says, I'm doing this so that you, they may, you know, people may believe. Verse 42, you know, I'm, you know, that they may believe that you sent me. Jesus is saying, I want people to know that the Father sent me. And by believing in me, of eternal life. What's important though is that you should remember back in Kings of Elijah and Elisha, they also had were used by God to raise people from the dead, but they had to pray and lay down and, and do these things to and appeal really to God to heal, to resurrect this dead boy. You know, for, for Elijah the dead boy and Elijah another dead boy. Jesus says, come out. And so we see Jesus is the resurrection. He didn't appeal to God. He is God. He appealed to himself. And he cries out to Lazarus to, to, call out, to come out of the grave. And Lazarus does. And this miracle is so powerful. Look at, verse, look at verse 45. Many of the Jews, therefore, believed in him. Now look at the next page. So in verse 47, so the chief priests and Pharisees gathered in council and said, what shall we, we are to do? You know, because people are believing him. And this is where we see the heart, the true and wicked heart of the Pharisees and chief priests, and really our hearts too before God. Verse 48, otherwise the Romans will come and take both our place and our nation. They were concerned for themselves and not for God. They had this outward expression of obedience to the law, but they did not have a heart that loved God. They really loved their power, their place, and their position. Excuse me, the position, their place, and power of their nation. 
And so, for verse 53, so from that day on, they made plans to put him to death. Why? Because his ministry is effective. Why? Because it is true. This is a critical and important in John chapter 11. You can see from now on, in the rest of the Gospel of John, the opposition to Jesus is heightened and heightened and heightened. So we could begin in chapter 12 of John. And so we have another six days before Passover. So this is coming to the Passover, not just one of the Passovers that John mentions. This is the third and final Passover of Jesus. We have Mary, and she anoints Jesus' feet. And she shows her love for Jesus. But Judas, who was the most trusted disciple, why? Because he had the money bag. And that's how we, how do we know this. Well, because of John chapter 12, verses 4 to 8. We see Judas is upset that she uses expensive anoint, uh, anointment, perfume, to wash the feet of Jesus, and he's, you know, and that she could have used it to make more money for the missions. But really, he just cared about it because he was stealing. And we see this in verses six, right here, that he's taking money from the money back. He's the most trusted. And yet he was the most devious. Really, he followed Jesus, but his heart never belonged to Jesus. That's why many people can claim they follow Jesus, but the hearts are far from God, just like Judas is. And so the crowd, uh, so the crowd is getting larger about hearing what Jesus did with Lazarus. And so the chief priests and scribes said, "We need to kill Lazarus as well. This is getting out of hand. It doesn't matter if this is true. It's getting out of hand because they're believing in Jesus and leaving the Jews. Well, many of the Jews were not leaving the Jews." leaving them and the many of the jews were going away in verse 11 to believe in jesus so that envy led to plot to kill not only jesus but lazarus so in verses 12 we see the um, triumphal entry but this is where it's interesting this is the most unique part of one of the most unique parts of john is verses 20 to 26 a lot of the times Jesus is saying, it's not my time, it's not my time. Like, when's your time? And Jesus says in verses 20 to 26, now is my time. Many of the Greeks were coming to, to worship at the feast, and they're asking to see Jesus. Like, sir, verse 12, 21, sir, may we see Jesus? And it was Jesus saying, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. You can underline that passage, now it is time. Time has come for Jesus to make his final move. His final move to do what? To be lifted up, just as a reminder in verses 27. He came for this hour that he can glorify God, so that when he is lifted up from the earth in verse 32, he can draw all people to himself. No longer just the Jews, but the Jews and the Gentiles. That's why you notice that the Greeks visited him in verse 20. It's so interesting. Just notice that just now. Watch it. And notice that recently that the Greeks came and Jesus says, now is the time because now I can draw all people to myself through my death. But we see in verse 37, again, the heart of people. We see the heart of scribes and Pharisees because they wanted the power. We see the heart of Judas because he's a thief. We see the heart of people. Verse 37, many people departed. Uh, in verse 37, though he had done many signs before them, they still did not believe in him. And really to fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah, the point is the reason why people don't believe in Jesus is because their hearts are far from, from Jesus. And so it's important for us to remember that we didn't follow Jesus before Christ saved us. 
because our hearts were far from Jesus. And people, why do why do people follow him now? It doesn't matter if I saw him right now, I believe that's not true. Many people saw him. Many saw the miracles that he did, and yet they still rebelled because their heart was far from God. So in verse 44, Jesus cries out, Whoever believes in me, believes not, um, whoever believes in me, believes not in me, but in him who sent me. Whoever sees me, sees him who sent me. I am the, into the world as a light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. Jesus is trying to point to that the triune God, the Trinity, that he is, is God. He is one with the Father and the Holy Spirit. And saying, hey, when you're believing in me, you're believing in God the Father. The Father said, oh, you will have new life in me. That's Ezekiel 36. And, it's, and Jesus is saying, I am that person the Father was talking about. And so, even though people had unbelief, Jesus is saying, if you just believe in me, you believe in the Father that will deliver you. The Father of refuge and strength. You can have that security through believing me. And actually, in verse 42, many of the authorities believed in him. But they were scared of the Pharisees and power. So then we shift to John chapter 13, which from 13 to the crucifixion is one long scene of Jesus' final meal. And so let's read start looking through John chapter 13 together. Jesus knew that the hour has come, verse 1. He had to depart from this world to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And so this is where we see the servanthood of Jesus right here. We see the servanthood of Jesus and how we as Christians are supposed to, or Christ followers, are supposed to emulate and follow that. So this is where he laid aside his garments. He poured out water and washed the feet of the disciples. And so one of the big things I want you to notice is in verse 34, so you skip all the way in John chapter 13 to verse 34, he's saying, hey, you need to do likewise. In verse 34, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I loved you. You are also to love one another. The way that Jesus just served them as he's about to die for them, to serve them even more, that's how we are supposed to love one another. In verse 35, what is the reason? Why should we do this? By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So this is the key. This is why we sacrificially love one another as Christians. This is why we sacrificially love other people. The people will know the love of God so that they can believe in him and find eternal life. And so with that, we have and also back up to verses 21 to 30. We see the betrayal of Jesus by Judas. And again, the disciples had no clue. They thought Judas was the most trusted, but instead he wasn't. Why? Because his heart was far from God. But then it was, John 13 ends with Peter's um, denial being predicted by Jesus or really revealed by Jesus. Jesus saying, I will go where you go, Jesus. And Jesus saying, Will you lay down your life for me? Actually, you're going to deny me three times. Or really show, Peter, your heart is far from me right now. You need me to save you too. And so in the end, as we quickly touch on the Peter's denial, going forward, we need to see we are in desperate need for Jesus to save us. And next time we read the, the DBR, we'll be doing John chapter 14 through 17. 
talking about a very long and amazing speech of Jesus that needs to be in your bookmarks. It's, a, it's an amazing uh, section of scripture that I look forward to talking to you next time in the DBM Spotlight.